Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast in part three of the Financial Advisor mini-series. I hope you've been following along, and if this is your first episode, be sure to listen to part one and two, because this will make a whole lot more sense, but stay tuned, because this is going to be a great episode. So again, part one of the Financial Advisor mini-series was what does a financial advisor do, and what are the services that we provide as a financial advisor? And I went just over the tip of the iceberg with that kind of information, and again, that is just the tip. There's a whole lot more that we do as financial advisors and the services that we provide, but that is just in general kind of what we do. Now, part two was how are we compensated? That's one of the most common questions. Like we'll go through a whole meeting with a client and they're like, man, all this sounds great, but how do we pay you? Well, then we go in through uh, the part two and how we get compensated, whether that's through a commission or in the form of a fee. But Part three is going to be when should you hire a financial advisor or when should you have a financial advisor? And I kind of want to break this down into three parts. And I was told by one of my mentors back in the day, there's three types of people. There's somebody that says, Connor, your lips are moving. You're talking about all these financial products and this and that. And again, I just see your lips moving. I don't understand a lick of what you're talking about. There's a second person that says, Connor, I know what you're kind of talking about. I have a really good idea, and but I just don't have the time. You know, when I get home, I don't want to be looking up my financial portfolio and figuring out if I should be buying or selling or moving stuff around. I just simply don't have the time. I want to do other things. I want to do home projects. I want to be with my kids, that kind of stuff. And then there's the third person that says, Connor, I know what you're talking about. I like to do it. I have the time to do it. And those first two people are usually who we work with as a financial advisor. Now I'll go into a little bit on part on the third person that they're not always right. I'll say it like that. And and or they're not working as optimally as they as they could. Although they are saving money by not maybe hiring a financial advisor, that doesn't mean it's always the best for you. So Let's kind of go into the first person, somebody who's got no idea what I was talking about. Maybe you listened to the first two episodes and you're like, Connor, I got nothing. Well, that's okay. And that is exactly, you should be reaching out to a financial advisor almost ASAP if you don't know what you're doing. We all know that one person that claims to be crafty or they really want to be crafty, but they just have no business doing home projects or kind of doing some of their DIY stuff, whether it's just because they don't naturally have the talent or they just don't take the time to actually learn. I think it's really important that people are realistic when it comes to their own finances. And it's okay to not know everything. Even me as a a professional financial advisor, I'm learning every day on new techniques and new ways to do some of my job to to serve my clients. But I would highly encourage, especially if you're someone who really doesn't know a whole lot about financial planning, to hire a financial planner. 
And you usually know who these people are if they've got a lot of letters after their name, whether that's a CFP, CHFC, RICP, uh, CFA. There's a bunch of different designations that are out there. But these usually set you apart. And not necessarily that you can't be a financial planner if you don't have these. It's just you need somebody that knows a whole lot more about helping you from A to B completely all the way through doing financial planning than just maybe doing a singular task. And that's just simply because you maybe aren't doing all the things that you need to do on your own or doing those pieces on your own. And so it's super important to make sure that you have somebody that can help hold you accountable, help you do these different tasks, and can maybe hold your hand through the whole entire process, because realistically, that's probably what you need. So if you listen to part one, and maybe you're not doing a whole lot of those or not doing any of it, make sure you lean on a financial professional to help you get that that service and, and all those things uh, checked off your list. But let's say you did listen to part one, and maybe you're doing a whole lot of it, great you're just one step closer to achieving your goals, but maybe you just need a couple of things uh, checked off of your financial list that maybe you don't have the time to do or you just professionally don't have those. Some people are great budgeters, and I even met with uh, some clients not too long ago, and they had a great budget. They had a lot of things that were were going really well for them, and they were doing things right, but their plan just wasn't as optimal as, as it could be. It'd be like an example of you got a really fast car, but there's a big difference between having a fast car and being like a drag race car, right? And an advisor can help optimize your financial plan. Maybe it's just little tweaks in the investments. Maybe it's picking a little bit better mutual fund company. Maybe it's going manage money. Maybe it's just helping them with some of the insurance pieces or there's just like some gaps in their financial plan that can be filled. So if you just don't have the time or don't know if you fit those gaps, make sure you still lean on a financial advisor uh, at that point in time. Now I'm going to talk a little bit to the DIY people and it's, it's hard for me because I can sometimes fall into that category myself If I work on home projects or work on my car, like I'm really inclined to just want to learn to do that. But I have found over time, there are times when I will start to do it on my own and realize when I am out of my league and when I need to ask for help. So for just an example, it was a couple of years ago, I was doing some work on my truck, doing some brakes and doing some different tasks and got everything back together, thought I did a great job, and just things weren't right. Took it in. There was just a couple of things that I had not done completely correct, and the mechanics just fixed it up and got me rolling again really quick. Now, did I probably save some money here or there? Yeah, sure, but I realized pretty fast that maybe I'm not a mechanic, right? And I I know another example was... I was redoing our kitchen and remodeling that, and we did a lot. We did all new floors, which had to be ripped up. We painted cabinets. We put in all new appliances and switched out an electrical stove for a gas stove. And really the big thing I had to do was rewire the whole kitchen because it was old Romex wiring, which was two wire, didn't have like a ground. So I had to rewire a lot of the kitchen and even add a couple new circuits. 
and I feel very comfortable in how to do circuits, but I'm not super comfortable with hooking up the wiring to the panel. So that is when I realized that I was out of my league and brought someone in that that is a professional in that aspect and was able to, to help me out there. So my point there is if you are the DIY type person, that is okay. Do it until you feel like you're out of your league, whether that's until the point where you feel like you've got a lot of things going and you just have a lot of things like retirement accounts and retire benefits and insurance and all these different things that, hey, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job, but I know I'm not doing the best job. That would be when I would lead on an advisor. Maybe you are getting closer to retirement and you've done a lot of things on your own and things have been fairly easy, like your main investment is your 401k or that's your only investment. Okay, maybe you didn't need to use an advisor for that period of time, but it is good to to take a step back and go, okay, am I still on track? Am I doing things right? Am I in the right place? Because those years leading up to retirement and then even in the first beginning years is a really good time to have a good advisor and lean on that advisor for their expertise to make sure that you can weather some storms, um, especially more recently. That was something that we've been able to really help our clients on, especially if they were in the beginning of retirement or coming up on and in helping them through the storm. And if you listen to part two, again, you don't have to necessarily hire an advisor and go full time and, and have us manage it for a fee or, uh, or buying into a mutual fund company. Maybe you're just needing a, an hourly fee that we do a financial plan for you. That is okay. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Or you consult us on one piece. Hey, I need a stream of income. I need to diversify. I've got this lump sum of money that I received. I sold a house or I sold a rental property or you know, I came into some money. I inherited some money. Now you are out of your league where at that point you go, okay, now it's probably the time that I need to, to listen to an advisor. And we've done this multiple times, even more recently for our clients. We've had one client and their uh, parent has passed away and they left them with a huge amount of money. And that's a blessing and a curse, especially for a younger individual. And helping them through that whole process was was really important. And having an advisor step-by-step with them, especially when they don't have their family member to, to lean on for that financial advice too. And then again, it's good to lean on an advisor. And I, I kind of hit on this in, in part one. And that's when you're getting to retirement or in retirement is when I think it's really, really important to have a financial advisor. Because again, creating income out of your investments is different than accumulating money inside your investments. It is a lot different and a lot of things need to go right for it to work. And it's not to say that it can't work by doing it yourself. It's just much harder. And you need to make sure that you're using the right strategies and the right products and using them in the right way to make sure it works long term to make your money last not only through your through retirement but beyond and especially when you're starting to coordinate medicare and long-term care and some type of long-term care needs that are probably going to happen you know statistically between you and, and your in your spouse making sure that you're coordinating all of that and, and an advisor can help you do that especially a good one now I'm going to throw in some examples just so 
you guys can understand, you know, our methodology and our logic when it comes to saving for retirement and then getting through retirement. And again, this isn't a one size fits all for everybody, but if, if I just had to lay it out there of what my philosophy is, this would be it. So let's say you're very young, you're starting off with me. I'm going to obviously coordinate your investment accounts through your group retirement plan or your work retirement plan, making sure that you're utilizing that to its full potential. And then if you do have excess money that you're going to invest with me as the advisor, I usually recommend that you go with a mutual fund. And again, I kind of laid that out in part two of, of how we get compensated. We're just earning a lot less on that. And again, that fee and that charge is going back into your pocket. And so I would highly recommend that, especially if you've got years and years to invest, you're going to make out a whole lot better going that route than if we were to go, you know, full on fee financial advising. So that would usually be my recommendation there and picking out a great mutual fund company to be with long term. And that has a great track record, a great name, uh, great customer service, all that kind of stuff. One thing I wanted to add is just because you're hiring an advisor and paying them in some sort of fee or commission through whatever company, if they are very good at their job, they should be earning that percentage and more. And that's not just from a performance standpoint, which if you're working with an advisor, you can obviously get that as well. But you're also working with them to save money in a whole lot of other ways. We've saved our money big time in just taxes and fees because they weren't doing things in an optimal way. You know, they were taking money too early or they were going to take money too early or they were maybe they received an inheritance and they were going to take a lump sum and instead they were able to spread that out over a number of years. There's a bunch of different ways and I can even probably talk to you on just even 10 or 20 episodes to be able to go through and tell you all the opportunities there. If they're a good advisor, they will make sure that that fee that they're paying is worth it and more. And then once we get closer to retirement, that's when things can completely kind of go up in the air. It just depends on your specific situation, where you're at financially. Let's say we've done a really great job, really great job of saving money. You have a good surplus. You've got maybe your insurance figured out because usually that's one of the, the big hurdles that people have that or that they will have by retiring early is figuring out some kind of health coverage because usually your health coverage is covered through your work retirement plan. And so making sure that we have a plan in place to pay for that because likely if you've paid all your debts down, that's going to be one of your biggest bills. Uh, just for an example... I have a, a young family, and so we do have a family plan, and we're on a small group plan, but it's probably pretty similar in cost to just paying for it, you know, completely on our own. And we're about $1,000 a month for our, our insurance, which is drastically different than if you're a younger person inside of a group work, work plan. So making sure that, that people know that that's a pretty high cost that they're going to have to make sure that they cover if they're don't have some kind of employer benefit, which that's another one that's starting to evaporate. It's not really a thing much anymore, especially for, for younger individuals. So that's a, a big hurdle there. But then that's when we start looking at, okay, does it make sense now to go to some type of fee-based account? 
maybe it's only a certain bucket of money that we're going to go with for the fee bucket. And because it's something that you're going to be drawing on a little bit sooner, and maybe we keep a bucket that's long-term that we keep in the mutual funds at a lower cost. There's a bunch of different plays that we can, that we can do depending on the client. But again, I would start off with mutual funds, low cost. And then once we're getting closer to retirement, we start really devising a plan to not only create income, but have guaranteed income in retirement as well. And sometimes your guaranteed income is already covered between Social Security and or a pension. And if you've got both, that's awesome. We're really happy to, to work with the pensions that you've already gotten offered or the Social Security that you're getting because it's really important to get guaranteed income to cover your bills that you're going to have kind of no matter what. If you've paid all of your debts off, again, you're going to have those main things that you just need to live. You're going to have to pay for electricity or some type of gas to be able to heat your home and make sure it's warm. You're going to need to pay for groceries regardless if you are in debt or not in debt. And then you're going to have maybe your car insurance and homeowner's insurance and homeowner's taxes if you own a home, those types of things. And we want to make sure that your guaranteed income is covering those bills. And then from there, then... It's a decision on your part. Do you want guaranteed income to come in to just help you with the things that you want to do day to day? If you want to go go golfing or have some type of membership or you want to be a season ticket holder for U of M or the Detroit Lions, we want to make sure that we have some type of guaranteed income if that's your goal. If not, then obviously we work with a financial account, whether that's fee-based or the mutual funds. To, to allow you to get income that way. It's always in our mind to make sure that we plan ahead for that long-term care. It is very, very high and likely that one of you, whether you or your spouse, are going to need some type of long-term care need at some point in time. Most people want to do some type of in-home care and, and, using, and going that route until they can't live in their home anymore or they need too much care, where the in-home care is more expensive than what it would be to go into a nursing home. So to cover that, maybe that we have an excess of funds that we had set aside just for that, or we purchase some type of insurance product to cover that as well. So again, just looking years and years ahead, and usually we start to figure that out prior to retirement or at the very beginning of retirement. Now that might seem really broad, and, and in a way it is, but I can't give you a, an exact, this is what exactly what we do for every single one of our clients because not everybody is the same. Some people have saved really well for retirement and some people haven't. And the honest truth is we have to do different things for different clients based on their assets and, and what they're looking for in retirement. We've got some people that have planned really well and actually don't end up using much of their money at all just simply because they live a really, you know, true lifestyle that they don't do a whole lot with. And our biggest encouragement is to spend some of the money where we've got other clients that they do nothing but want to spend the money. And so it's a really hard conversation to say, Hey, if you keep up with this, you have a really good chance of running out of money. And that can be really tough as, a, as an advisor, especially if they really start do drawing down those funds or they're drawing it down and you see a downturn in the market like 2022. 
So just making sure that we're devising a plan that will help you long term and making sure that we're putting you in the right products that are tailored to you and what you're looking to do. And again, we're independent. So we are not tied to any one company. We can we're free to use whatever company or products that best suit our clients. And and two, we're independent in the way that there are certain broker dealers that I'll say it this way, there are certain broker dealers and I'm not going to name them that incentivize their advisors to use certain products. And they usually earn a little bit more money. It's whether well, some it's some kind of revenue sharing or something. We don't get any of that. It's just simply we're incentivized to use the best companies for our clients. And what I mean by that is we're trying to use the best companies that in turn will allow our clients to live the greatest retirement with also having good customer service and a good financially stable company as well. I hope this really cleared some things up when it comes to what you're looking for in an advisor and when you should be looking to hire an advisor. And I feel like most people know when they're at that point. If you don't feel like you're on track for retirement, hire an advisor. If you feel like you're doing a pretty good job, but you don't know if you're doing a great job, then hire or talk to an advisor. If you're at that point where you feel like you're overwhelmed or you're out of your league, inherited money, uh, received money, about to retire, in retirement, those are the times to talk to an advisor. Whether you hire them or you just use them for a, a sounding board of what you're looking to do, there's not a problem with that. Uh, at least come and talk to one of us here at Preferred Financial Group. We'd love to talk to you. This isn't a, a sales thing for um, an advisor. This is just to give you guys some great information of when it makes sense to reach out to a financial advisor. We'd love that to be us, but we encourage you to, to go out and find the best advisor for you and what you're looking to do. If you're interested in talking to us, please reach out by uh, our phone number, which is 269-978-6000. That's our number here in Portage. And again, we have some offices in Battle Creek in Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union. So we can meet you kind of in any one of those locations. And then you can always reach out to me via social media, whether that's Facebook or LinkedIn. You can send me a message there. Or you can send me an email at cbowserman at hirep.net. Or just go on to our website and you can send us a message there as well. I hope you got a bunch of great information from not only this podcast episode, but this whole mini-series. If this raised any questions, please, again, feel free to reach out. And if you have been listening to the Wealthy Homes podcast for a little while now, please, 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 Go on to Apple iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on and please leave a great review so other great people like yourself can listen into this podcast and get some great information just like you have today. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowserman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowserman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCOA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.